Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you'll enjoy listening to. If you're interested in creating more balance in your life, understanding your five-element energetic nature, finding the path of greatest ease, or releasing the baggage of this lifetime and discovering ancient alchemy that can help you fly in your life, Join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical, transformational journey. Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. My name is Jay, and this is Pod 65, and I'm here with my co-host, as always, Lita Herman. Welcome back, Inspired Actioneers, to Season 4, which we're calling the All-In Season. And let me guess, you're very excited about this one. (laughs) Of course! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're all-in in your life. Like tapped in, tuned in, turned on. Ah, that's a little Abraham Esther Hicks reference there, but very apropos because we're all like being plugged in and turned on with your life, literally. So life is a blast. It feels creative, inspiring, and filled with anticipation of what's going to happen next. And today we're going to go a little deeper into this concept and talk about examining our belief systems a little bit, because sometimes we have limiting beliefs. So what? We- <laughs> Yeah. So even if we make a commitment to being all in in our lives, that all in approach might make us be in conflict with our deeply held beliefs. And that's not good. No, that is not great. That is not good. That is not acceptable. We touched on this in our last podcast. What if you're all in, for example, on starting a self-cultivation routine, but you have a limiting belief or two that negates it, such as like, let's say you have a belief that you're just a lazy person and you need a to- lazy s- donkey (laughs) and you need to sleep all the time or you just don't have time or energy and you have all these kind of self-judgments and even though you're you have the best intention to start the self-cultivation routine those beliefs are making up your identity so you become self-sabotaging before you even begin any kind of self-cultivation routine or habit. Yeah, when you make that commitment to being all in, now you've got this little bit of a conflict inside. So you might not even realize it, what's holding you back or keeping you from living the life that you want to live. So today, let's talk all about the belief system, your identity, your core identity, and how you need to shift that in order to pursue your all-in new lifestyle. And some thoughts on how to break through those conflicts. Before we go any further, we just need to do a little bit of update on what's going on with the latest and greatest on the podcast news. And I'm really excited about our Patreon page. We almost have the finishing touches on it. We're working on it. We're tweaking it every once in a while. But if you want to check it out, it's www.patreon.com, patreon.com backslash whoosh inspired action. And what we did there, we have created some little categories that if you donate to the podcast each month, you get these little virtual hugs and virtual high fives. And then we throw in some swag, t-shirts, mugs, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's definitely the best way to get our cool t-shirts and mugs. So. Yeah. So all right, Lita, why don't you talk about the meditation app? Well, as always, we um, wanted to share with you that we have a meditation app in the app store and on Google Play. So check it out. There are free meditations there. We also have a membership to sign up for some of the paid meditations. And we are adding more every day. We're going to record some more today. In and fact. What is that called, Lita? Inspired Action Podcast app. So check it out. We have people ask us, I think they ask us about that the most is how to get to our meditations, which we love. We have a lot of free ones. We have a couple premium ones, but there's some amazing meditations and new. We add them all the time. 
So what else, Alita? How about Five Element Fridays? Five Element Fridays. We're, we're cranking on those. We're having so much fun. We're in the controlling uh Cycles Cycle right now for relationships. relationships. So we're talking about relationships and how you can improve them. So check it out on Fridays. Yes, and it's interspersed with the regular podcast. So pretty much alternating. Interspersed. That's a big. Is that a podcasting word? <laughs> No, it's like interstellar. It's just a, it's just a word, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> interstellar. Yeah, it's interstellar. <laughs> anyway, it's inserted and, in between our weekly podcasts. Yes, and we're um, getting discussions going on our Facebook group and our Instagram page. So DM us. Yeah, we or, need help with that too. So yeah, come on, join please us, help us. Let's, let's get the start, spark going. We ask a question and we get a couple answers, but we need that uh, that interstellar response from you. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> and if you have a question or a suggestion, you can also email us at questions at inspiredactionpodcast.com. You can also DM us. You can email us. Go outside and shout outside. We'll try to listen. Hey, we got a question <laughs> you think that'll work maybe <laughs> you never know but if you do ask a question or make a really really good suggestion and we use it for the show guess what we're going to do Lita? we're going to send you a free inspired action t-shirt yes and we will let you know at the time which ones we have available and we just kind of have a lot of different ones all the time we have a really cool run inspired one right now that i'm kind of digging i'm actually wearing it right now underneath my other shirt but um yeah we'll get you a t-shirt we'll hook you up there you go. Okay. All right, so, so back to business of beliefs of the business of identity. No funny business. No funny business or monkey business. No, yeah. Or any kind of business <laughs> other than your identity. And when we first talked about this topic for this podcast, I immediately thought of coffee. What? Yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait. What kind of, what do you mean coffee? Like you need some caffeine? Well, I was thinking about coffee and my identity. Oh, as a coffee drinker. Yes. Which and, you don't drink coffee. Well, so let me tell you a little it. story. I guess I should say, you know, I don't know if I really was a coffee drinker, but Okay, I loved, did you drink coffee? I did. Okay. So I love. Do you drink coffee now? No. So I. <laughs> you look so satisfied. <laughs> so you're an ex coffee drinker. I'm an ex coffee drinker. Yes, that's what I am. So I loved the idea of coffee. I loved the social connections of coffee, such as the idea of the social event of going to get a cup of coffee and. Sitting, I'm sure a fire person invented that. Yes, absolutely. Sure. Sitting in a coffee shop and chatting, catching up, talking with a friend. It was great. Yeah, and I'm. You know, it's not just you. There's Starbucks and coffee shops all uh, over the world. It's, it's kind of like a social. <laughs> throughout the world and i remember when we were in china they were everywhere meaning the starbucks so it's not just your love it's a worldwide love of coffee caffeine and casual social events that's a good point there was even a starbucks in the parking lot of one of the biggest buddhist temples in shanghai you know talk about the sanctity of coffee i remember we came around the corner and we were like oh my god this is so starbucks But I am a fan of Starbucks occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. Okay. Let me get on with the story. All right. So I loved coffee or so I thought, but then I remembered back to my childhood and the surprising thing about that was I hated, I mean, I detested coffee. The smell of it literally made me gag. And I always hate when my mother asked me to go get her a cup of coffee and I didn't Make want you to- Make you a cup of coffee, go anything. buy you a cup of coffee. I, okay. I didn't want to be anywhere near it. It was revolting. And for years as an adult, after I started drinking, it, I'd stop for long periods of time, mostly because coffee made my stomach hurt in general. And I'd always be seduced back to it. It's such a seductive seduced thing. Seduced back to the dark roast the, side. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Lita, I am your favorite coffee. Come yes. to the dark roast. 
I was definitely on the dark roast side. I can make that joke because I am a tea drinker. I never got seduced to the dark roast side or the latte side or the decaf side. I miss them all. But I do love really good tea. So, so yes. So me too. I love tea now. But back to the coffee story. Whenever I walk Boy, into... I think I need some coffee to stay awake. <laughs> Jeez. Thanks. <laughs> All right. I'll hurry up. Whenever I walked into a cafe with friends. No, no. I, this is the podcast. So let's take our time. Okay. I'd always be questioning myself and my upcoming choices. And I knew I didn't want the coffee, but I just couldn't resist. And I'd end up getting one. And, it, you know, I'd say no big deal. And I love the event more than the actual coffee. And I think I actually love the cream more than the coffee. And so it was a latte or a cappuccino. Mm, so I did this for years and decades. Sounds awful but go on (laughs) (laughs) well you don't like coffee so then one day while i was meditating but i do love the smell of coffee it is not a great smell for me but okay so while i was meditating you know not intentionally on coffee but on my identity i remembered how much i hated coffee and it dawned on me that i'm really not a coffee drinker at all and that i made myself become one in college just for the convenience of getting the caffeine in me and staying awake all night and i just loved the ideas of these lattes and these fun drinks and i made you know i just decided it was enough is enough i made a radical decision to change my identity to not being a coffee drinker i am now a tea drinker and i made it not be reversible or questionable or doubtable it's just who i am now and it's like out with the old in with the new and i'm in complete alignment with it now and you know what what <laughs> what <laughs> wait wait, wait I'll do what <laughs> <laughs> it's so much easier i'm not in constant conflict anymore i walk into a cafe and my eyes only see tea choices and when a friend asks me to coffee i respond with i drink tea and we still hang out and chat and catch up and there's no more conflict or questioning myself it's easy peasy no more peer peer pressure caffeine No. At least not from the coffee, yeah. No. (laughs) Wow. Well, I guess it's just like being a non-smoker, you know, who every day, you know, I always think about this when we talk about people who are addicted. So it's like being a non-smoker who every day wonders if they're going to smoke or crack or buy a pack of cigarettes. That's not really being a non-smoker. Wait, wait, wait. Smoke crack? Uh, No, (laughs) no, 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 no. no. It's not that kind of podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it... (laughs) It's like being a non-smoker who every day wonders if they'll smoke or they'll go back to their old habits and maybe buy a pack of cigarettes a day. I don't think that's really being a non-smoker. That's being a smoker who has quit smoking until the next time they have a conflict or an emotional uprising, and then they start to smoke again. Their identity is still being a smoker, but an ex-smoker or a smoker who's in the middle of quitting or on the verge of quitting or have quit. You know, they still have that doubt in their line of thinking. Yeah, who quit and is constantly wondering if they'll start up again. So actually, Lita, you changed your identity. That's why it was so easy for you, and that's why it's so easy for you now. You don't even identify as a coffee drinker, right? Yeah. So it's a forever choice. It's not just like I'm abstaining from something I really want. I recognize I no longer want it, and it's literally not an option anymore. I am not depriving myself from coffee. It is not even part of my life, so I can't be depriving myself. Yeah, so the coffee story is perfect. <laughs> it's exactly what we needed to brew up for a conversation. <laughs> Good one. It's the crux of what we're going to discuss today, which is identity and your belief system. So let's go back to the idea of being all in. 
and your self-assessment that we suggested for homework from the last podcast. I think we could just make up an example. Let's say you examined your current self-cultivation routines and you'd like to make some changes in your choices to actually start putting yourself first. So first you need to think about the old habits versus the new habits that you want to acquire. So let's just say you decide that you want to get up earlier, you want to try to do some meditation or Tai Chi or Qigong, or maybe even go running or anything. But we're going to go with the self-cultivation today. So you need to get up at least 15 minutes earlier in the day, okay? And so that's a perfect example. Let's say it, it's just your first baby step. And we all know that if you have a, the belief and subsequent identity that you're always tired in the morning and need to sleep in every extra minute you can. Yeah, because this is a story that I can relate to. You know, generally you're not getting enough sleep. So how could you possibly get up early when you can't even get up now? You struggle every single day. It's impossible. It's like you've been like this for 10, 20, 30 years. You just don't know how to flip it and get it to change because that's who you are right now. That's your identity. And if that's the case, you aren't going to easily change that habit of sleeping in until the last minute. You know, I've been there too. It's hard to fight that sleepy feeling in the morning. You know, and scientists actually say that the lower brain and the brain stem, the cerebellum, which some people like to call your reptilian brain, is in charge of your instincts. And like your animal instincts, and if this is the case, you have to, the instinct to sleep more, your body feels tired or you're just sensing that you need more rest, it's a very strong urge that it's almost nearly impossible to fight. And it's hard to negotiate with that mindset. You will feel the lack, the, the deprivement of sleep. You will not have the added benefits of getting up early yet and starting that new chapter. So you just need to shift that identity to, I think, Lita, someone who gets up early, meditates, self-cultivates, you just have to start telling yourself that's who you are. Yeah. Could be something else other than meditation. There's not one way of self-cultivation. We've talked about that many times on the podcast. It could be Tai Chi, Qigong, meditation, all the ways of moving Qi and having a connection with your heart. These are all good places to start. It's the same part of the brain that causes addicts to keep doing whatever they're addicted to. Drugs, gam gambling, you know, we always, you know, rag on Netflix. Oh but. boy, not Netflix again. <laughs> Poor Netflix. What did they ever do? Oh wait, they created a multi-billion company that thrives on people consuming massive amounts of entertainment content and addictive life behavior. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's why I've been there. It was a love-hate relationship with Netflix that I had to also change. I think everyone has to go through the Netflix thing or HBO thing or binging on something. But, you know, I'm not an expert in the brain research, but there are a lot of new studies showing that your reptilian brain is totally in charge. And the part of your brain that is your thinking brain, the one that makes the smart decisions, like I'm going to get up 15 minutes early today to have some time for myself, loses that fight every day later with the reptilian brain. Who, well, what do, what do reptiles really like to do? I guess lie around and uh, sleep in the sun. To the lazy reptiles, <laughs> sounds, the lazy lizards. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. You're fighting something inside of yourself that you need to think about to change a habit. It's not just that part of your brain that can that can't make new habits. It can, but it just it's fighting away any new habit. It wants to go back to its old lazy lizard ways. Mm -hmm. The way I understand it is, you know, I defer to any brain scientists out there, but the lower brain... Yes, I'm brain... sure there's many of them listening to this podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's true. That might not be our... <laughs> Our, you know, uh, demographic. We're more the lazy lizard demographic. Yeah, we have a lot of lazy lizards out there who want to be self-cultivating. 
<laughs> anyway, but the lower brain likes the status quo. Change is scary to the lower brain, and the species survives by doing things that aren't scary. And so it's like habits and routines are safe, and it doesn't like all the changes to those routines. Okay, so our brains, the reptilian brain, is like the lazy lizard. So what's yes. a lazy lizard to do if they want to change? Well, actually, I was number one lizard and fought so hard for many years to develop different routines, and I did fail miserably in the beginning because I didn't know about belief and about identity and I'm how this works. I'm my lizard hand right now because I was there too. <laughs> yeah, and the lower brain controlled my life. And I also ate a lot of sugar, which made me even more tired. Yeah, me too. Sugar, caffeine, you know, gluten. We, we've talked about that in the podcast too. Those are common addictions. And so, you know, someone might be wondering, hey, that sounds like my stuff. I've got it going on. You know, how can I change these unwanted habits in my life? I, you know, Lita, I like to call them old habits, like the old you. So when you decide on what you want to do for your new behaviors, maybe the new you, then you could move forward. But this is what we always say. First thing, baby steps, micro goals. Yes. Changing your beliefs and your identity is just the first step. Baby steps, micro goals. <laughs> micro baby goals. Micro baby yes. goals. Yes. The question is, if you're a late sleeper and, you know, substitute whatever thing you're wanting to change in for that word late sleeper, because it might be someone who doesn't watch Netflix or whatever. But anyway, whatever it is, substitute. There's you know, a lot. So don't worry. Yeah. They'll be filling in the blanks. So if you're a blank, <laughs> that's your identity you're a blank and in this case a late sleeper what would it be like if you decided today that you're an early riser i get it early bird catches the worm versus lazy lizard who sleeps until noon yes how about that okay there we'll you go, go for the early bird from here on out you're an early riser now you could do this kind of radically and just get up tomorrow at 5 a.m okay that's it it's done so you changed your identity and now you're an early riser and a great sleeper who wakes up rested. Or you could be a little gentler on yourself and get up 15 minutes earlier every day this week and then the following week 30 minutes earlier and so on until you're getting up at the time you really want to get up. You have to build in the steps that make it easier. So if you can't just rip the Band-Aid and get up at tomorrow at 5 a.m., go backwards a little bit. Try to figure out what is keeping you up. So let's talk about this a little bit. You know, what are the habits at night, Lita, that you could be, those could be sabotaging why you can't get up, why your sleep is kind of, you know, fragmented. And then you don't have that ability to feel rested until you kind of change these things. And then when you wake up in the morning, you have to do it a few days to get into that routine. But let's kind of look back at what else is going on. I agree. I mean, if, if, if you are a late sleeper and a stay up later yeah. person, that makes a lot of sense, right? So now you've got two belief systems. One, I have to stay up late. And two, I have to sleep in late. So you're changing this belief that you need maximum sleep and that you're a late sleeper. Yeah, yeah. That, I want to, let's talk about that a little bit more. When you talk about yourself to anyone, you mention that you like to get up early because that's your new identity. You so don't you, have to say, my new identity is I'm an early no. bird. No, you just say, hey, I'm getting up early tomorrow. Let's catch, let's go have a tea at eight o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> and you could say to someone, I love getting up early. It's so quiet in the morning. I love getting time for myself. And then, you know, that might take a, a little bit of an adjustment. You might struggle at first, but having that new identity and really holding on to that new belief system 
will help you get through those little struggles. Yes, and I have to admit, the first few times I wandered into a coffee shop after I changed my identity forever to a tea drinker and not a coffee drinker, I did feel the pull and the urge just like I always had, and that was hard at first. I just realized I needed to stay out of the cafes for a while until my identity got firmer and more fixed in myself. Once I stuck with it for a while, then eventually I didn't feel that pull to coffee anymore. And I just found really cool and yummy teas to drink. And, you know, I've been very happy. Yeah, that, that's that's fantastic. And I think the same is true for me about changing my identity, about getting up early to meditate. I always was a late sleeper since my teens, you know, um, and I had a strong belief that I needed extra sleep. And because I stayed up so late, either watching TV or reading or writing or doing something creative, that my energy, that was my identity. So I needed to sleep in late to catch up. So I never could relate to anyone who got up early in the morning, never mind getting up early and meditating or exercising. That just didn't resonate with me at all. So I had to find this radical reason to change my identity, to go to bed before midnight. I couldn't even think about that. You know, when I was doing, I couldn't even, when I was in college and all that, midnight no. was like 9, 9 p.m. <laughs> so to be able to think about changing it to going to bed about 9 or 10 or even like 8.30 on sometimes, you know, I, you have to figure out how you're going to do this. So for me, what I like to do is I like to reverse engineer the old, the new habits from the old habits. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. That's cool. So you see that it's not usually just one belief, but several layers like Jay, you know, Jay not only slept in late, she went to bed late. So that's when I thought I was at my most creative. And that's when I thought the world was quiet and sleeping so I could get a lot done. Right. So there's these layers to this identity. And you might have to pick a few beliefs and change all of them at once. So how did you do it, Jay? Because now you get up at like five or six every day, right? Yeah, since you told the coffee story, and it was riveting, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell my riveting how I changed my sleep habits. But I am kind of proud of it. It did take a while. And like I said, I like to reverse engineer when I'm shifting or changing new habits. And I think about the old habits. And so for me, since I was always up till 12 or 1 a.m. at least, my whole life was geared towards that. Exercise, work, food, all my meals, my media consumption, you know, video games or movies, everything. And guess what? Guess what? Always got cut short. Self-cultivation. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) I never got around to doing the new things I always dreamed of doing meditation, Tai Chi, Qigong, journaling. I would kind of, you know, I would be like that ex-smoker. I'd dabble and then something would happen. I would dabble and something would happen. So I never got that new habit, those new habits. I just kept defaulting. So it was kind of super hard for me. And so I used to also have these excuses. People would say to me, oh, you get up at noon, but you get so much done. So I would just have these things that I would kind of like, it wasn't that I was like embarrassed because it was my life, but I would say, you know, I'm up working 16 hours. They're just different. Yeah. So how did you change? Well, again, go back to that reverse engineering. And I just, I guess I needed to have that why, why did I want to change? So at some point I just, I had to think of that. This is the time I'm going to do it for once. I'm going to do it. So then when I realized that I wanted to change and the things that I wanted to do more self-cultivation, eating healthy, moving my chi, I was expanding and I needed to change my life to match who I was becoming on the inside. Does that make sense? Yes. So I started to look at the way to change old habits into new habits. So the vision got clearer. The obstacles fell away easier 
And I had to put on these little safeguards to help my success flow easier. Safeguards? Like put my iPhone in the other room, especially, you know, in the beginning couple of weeks, getting all my stuff ready for the next morning ahead of time, telling my late night friends I was going to go to bed early and only call if there was an emergency. You know, that's I also, a great idea. I also had to change my dinner, my late, my last meal of the night. You know, I used to have dinner at nine o'clock. Oh, you know, yeah. and so then also if I was exercising, I, I'd have to change that because sometimes I'd work out at eight or nine or 10 o'clock at night because that's when it came up in my life. So I had to change all those habits. So instead of working out at nine o'clock at night, I'd work out at 9 a.m. So you have to plan ahead. Oh, if you have work errands at night, you do them right, as, right after work instead of later on in the evening, putting things off. Heck, I even had to take out the dog at eight o'clock versus 11 o'clock. I had to change my dog's identity. <laughs> okay. But you know, it took a while, and once I got like a taste of the new me, I didn't. It was like you with the coffee. I didn't want to go back. It wasn't an option, and I would say that it got easier and easier. And I didn't even think it was possible to go to bed that early and get up that early. It was just not even in my realm of possibilities. Wow! And it just dominoed. Just so many different positive changes. You know, I was studying the five elements and alchemy, and I wanted to eat better, clean eating, and and now I'm doing two hours of self cultivation a day. Which you know, it's just it's just it's just awesome. It's easy now. So you've changed a lot, and I think we both have. And you know, it's easier if you have a partner who's moving in that direction, or a, a club, or a group of people. Absolutely, accountability. But I do think self accountability goes hand in hand with self cultivation. So coffee and sleep; those are probably going to be high on people's baby steps. Yeah, that's what we shared today, right? Yeah. You're going to need some coffee or you're going to fall asleep. No, that's what we shared today. That's our little identity stories. But we can go on and on and on with those because as you start to really take these steps, these baby micro goals, you can start to feel more like yourself. Yeah. And I like the reverse engineering thing, you know, where you want to be and, you know, looking at that and seeing what it looks like and what would that feel like? And then what needs to change to get to that place? Yeah, so, you know, like at, less media, less TV, less computer time. Those are things to just start with. Yeah. I mean, Jay had a very complex way she had to do that. But for me, it was just not walking into cafes for a while yeah. while I was making that transition and maybe not making appointments to meet people in cafes you know, that I wanted to visit with. And, you know, I'm very fortunate. I have a tea shop in this town that we live in. And so I met people in the tea shop and that made a huge difference. Yeah. So if you can't just pull the bandaid, then you can, you know, if you can't just dive in, then you need to just take that baby step, the little leap of faith, and then you'll take the bigger leap of faith. Yeah. I like that. A leap of faith based on you. Yeah. That's All a right. great place to end. So baby steps, baby micro goals, take a look at your life. Where do you want to make the changes? What is the bigger picture? Don't be afraid to look at the bigger picture identity that you really, really crave and that you really want, because that is what your why is going to be. Yeah. All right. All right. Good luck. Okay. See you next week. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast and you've reached the end. Woohoo. Why not celebrate a little bit and click that subscribe button right there. We love having you with us on this journey and we want it to continue. You can also rate and review this podcast. And if you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and your reviews help other people find this podcast as well. You can also be a part of this 
podcast yourself by submitting a voice recording message and emailing it to us at Lita at InspiredActionPodcast.com or Jay at InspiredActionPodcast.com. And if you want, you can join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening and remember to hug the dog.